Welcome to Life with Lindsay Ray, a place where fellow seekers are not necessarily interviewed, but invited to embark on a truth-telling journey exploring life's depth, sometimes tackling specific topics, and ultimately, always keeping it real. We dive deep to encourage and invoke inner contemplation and radical acceptance of our own humanness. It's my hope these conversations inspire you to dive underneath the surface level crap and blaze your own truth trail directly into what ignites your soul. Get ready for a whole lot of soulful chit chat, sprinkles of radically empathic advice, and some lighthearted laughs along the way. Let's get woo-woo without going cuckoo, shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Shall we? Hey everyone, just a really quick reminder and disclaimer, if you are around little ones or anyone that might take offense to adult language, you might want to pop in headphones now because we do tend to use it every now and then on the podcast. Also, very important reminder that any information that you hear on this show that is said by me or any of my guests is never a substitute for any kind of medical or mental health treatment or consultation from a licensed practitioner, okay? So just remember that. Now, let's get to the show. Hey, Juliet. Hey, Lindsay. How's it going? Just peachy. How's it going with you? It's, it's good, you know, going through it. We are recording this at the end of August. You know, we're so, so many things are happening right now, so... Energy is definitely interesting from a collective perspective. So, you know, we're all going through it all the time in our personal lives, but simultaneously, you know, we're all kind of going through it as a collective as well. So, you know, it's always, it's always a lot and interesting. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Right. You know, it's one of those things, like I always say, I always say, and I've said this for a really long time, like, We are all going through it. It looks different for all of us, but it is generally the same, you know, just in different magnitudes and and, and things like that. So, yeah. So definitely feeling it on a lot of different (laughs) levels. I think that can be said for most people considering that we're currently in Mercury retrograde and there have been a lot of really strong eclipses lately. So I, I've been feeling that myself and with a lot of people that I know. So I yeah, Ener- energetically, it's, it's definitely bringing a lot up for everybody and for, you know, it's unearthing and, and just bringing to the surface so many things that have been, I think, dormant and hidden for a long time. Not that they weren't there, but they were always there. We were just choosing not to like look at them in all of their expansiveness. <laughs> Yeah. So, you know, so much, so much. So, which brings us to our topic today, which I think kind of, you know, everything parallels and is connected in some way, shape or form. And I think as we dig into sharing with those uh, those who have chosen to listen, (laughs) as we share about our experience at Tony Robbins, a Tony Robbins event that we went to back in uh, March. That was in March. Yeah. So we're, we're coming back around to speak about this almost six months later as a, a very reflective 
I guess, conversation, right? It feels like that because my thoughts on this have really evolved over time. Like right after I felt one way and the more, the more I've been reminded of it recently, I feel a very different way. Agreed. Agreed. I think that it's important to just also recognize that process. And then that, Mm -hmm. that process happens over time with most things, right? I, I feel like in my life, I'm generally super open, open-minded and I will feel very strongly about certain things. And then over time, it's not a, a surprise to me that I shift and change and morph and start to think sometimes differently or think deep, deeper about a certain way. Like, you know, mm-hmm. okay. So yeah, so we we went to the Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within or Unleash Your Power Within. No, you were right. Yeah, Unleash Your Power Within. Yeah, UPW. We went through, what, three and a half days? Thursday, right? It started on Thursday? Yeah. It was all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Mm -hmm. Sunday. So yeah, so we experienced that almost six months ago. And I think, you know, going into it, you know, we were both really open-minded and we were excited to experience it. And I generally am the type of person where I really enjoy to experience lots of different things. Mm -hmm. And when I'm in it, I am committed fully. Like I will show up. I will do all the things that you're asking me to do, you know, within reason, as long as I feel like it's, it doesn't like completely undermine my, my own, my own safety, right. My own feeling of safety or <laughs> right. Um, like in, like <laughs> yeah. reality based, you know, not like, yeah. like ego fear and stuff like that, but actually like my body, my mental well being, all of those things, you know, so I really commit and I really go. And I was like, you know what? Like, I'm going to put everything aside and I, I'm just going to be in it. And I'm really going to like immerse myself in the experience. And, and I'm going to, and I'll see, I'll see. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like you went into it? I think it was interesting before I went into it because I, I signed up with you when you were actually visiting New York mm-hmm. for most people. I don't know if everyone knows that you live in California and I live in New York. Mm-hmm. And so you were talking about how you're trying to get this group together to like do this cool thing. And I was like, wait, you're going to go see Tony Robbins. I want to go see Tony Robbins. <laughs> I want to be a part of this. Like, I don't want to miss out on, on any of this like life changing work that could happen because I had... I think read one or two of his books or parts of a couple of his books before. And he's a very, you know, very powerful, very positive, very motivating individual. So I had, you know, with, with some of my clients, I share like things that are coming up for me or like things that I'm going to do. And so I talked to a couple of clients about going to, to his workshop and, and some friends and, there were really mixed responses to that. So some mm-hmm. people seem to be like super open to it. And some people were like, oh, Tony Robbins. And then other people were like, who's this Tony Robbins guy? Um, so it was really like mixed reviews. And so my thought was, you know, similar to yours, like there have been positive nuggets from him in the past. And so like, I just kind of want to show up and be open and like receive whatever feels right for me and whatever doesn't, like, I don't need to like, keep that, you know? Right. And then I think it was like a week before or a couple of days before I'd I'd flown out to California and I saw this 
article from this, I think he's a blogger, like a business blogger. And he wrote about his experience with UPW, Tony Robbins. And he left, I think after like two or three hours of the first day, because he felt like it wasn't a good use of his time. And I guess Tony's like a client of his or somehow like they together. So like the article wasn't like bashing him at all. It was just like his experience of that event. And so I shared that with you and like, you kind of said the same things that I had said, like I'm going into it open and like, this is just this person's experience. And so like, let's just see what, what's going to happen. But like, I remember when we first went to like get all our stuff, like there was a lot of excitement. There was a lot of people and like a whole bunch of energy going straight up. Did you Mm -hmm. feel something similar? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, and it's interesting because like, you know, thinking back and, and there had been the, my whole kind of reasoning behind like wanting to experience it was you, cause I, I've never really followed Tony Robbins, like before his documentary, like I'm not your guru came out. Me seeing that documentary with a group of my girlfriends was really like my first true exposure to him and, and his world. Right. And there were things that I really liked about it. And then there were things that I was like, I don't know, you know? So what happened was after that, Mm -hmm. one of the friends who was in that group where we watched it all together, she actually attended the UPW event up in Northern California that happened Mm -hmm. a few months prior to the one happening in Southern California. I think it made, maybe it was six months or something like that. And she went with her husband and she went with another like friend, you know, of ours. And there was like a small group of them. And it was interesting to see their experience and to see kind of like the changes and shifts that had been happening from with that, like for them since that experience. And that's what I think piqued my interest, you know, Mm -hmm. and really wanting to just experience it. So, yeah, I agree that like when we got there and when we checked in, it was obviously like, I mean, they really create (laughs) atmosphere of just overwhelming excitement. Totally. Yeah. That is just like, it's so up and so Mm -hmm. high. It's almost a little bit intoxicating. Yeah, I agree. And I was fascinated by that for sure. I mean, even moving into like that first day, I was just like, wow, there was like (laughs) definitely like an aspect of like overall like group psychology Mm -hmm. and like almost like a a little wizard, a wizardry, (laughs) you know, if that's a word. Oh, totally. Which I was fascinated by. And that was going into it. I, I actually wanted to experience that because I was wondering what that was like. And, you know, how is it that this man can hold space for thousands and thousands and thousands of people <clears throat> and facilitate yeah, that was impressive. and change, right? Yeah. So that's what, mm-hmm. what, what my goal really was, is like, I want to see this happen in real life. Mm-hmm. Of course. <laughs> and while I, I, I know that I think, you know, I don't necessarily have like a structure for us to follow in, in going through this. And I think it's just, you know, going to unfold organically as we continue to talk about it. But I think that there's a, there's obviously a few things that I definitely want to hit. And I want to hit one. I think that Juliet, like I'd like for you to share 
and then uh, and then I can share mine. What is one positive experience that you feel you took away, whether it was a big shift or it was a big learning thing? Like what's the what's the one positive that you feel like you took away from the overall experience? And then also really important to me that we talk about the energetic masculine dominance versus the feminine presence, I guess, of that. So trying to find just one, I feel a little limited. So I I might answer two ways. So there were a couple of things that happened for me. One was just this feeling of like, I can literally do anything that I want to do. The only thing that is getting in my way is myself. And so it's really just, if I have a block, it's not, the the block is not coming from my environment or my circumstances. The block is coming from me. So I'm the one that has to do the work in order to, to like understand what the block is to then break down what's working, what's not working and figure out a way in order to make what I want to happen, happen. So that was one thing I felt within myself. The other thing that I felt was just like, like I said in the beginning, like all this positivity, like there were over 9,000 people there. Every single person that I spoke to, you know, in the line for the bathroom or getting some water or like in, in our, our group of people or whatever was a lovely human being. Like there was no negative energy there at all. And we were all like helping each other, Mm. you know? And so I think that in large groups of people like that, or in any sort of situation like that, I think there's always like some sort of like negative Nancy or somebody trying to like connect over what's not working. And I really didn't feel that in this environment, which for me was like a lot you know, because there are other people in my life that I've only been able to connect with over the negative. And that's not really a a way that I am trying to move through the world. So to be in that environment with that amount of people and everything was, was positive. Um, Even the hard stuff that we were working through was really just really powerful. Okay. Yeah. I think that it's, an interest, it's always interesting to hear, you know, other people's perspective and, and what they, what they got out of it. And, you know, it is a very interesting energetic shift that happens when there's so many people that are in this contained space where the energy is driven to one side, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, that's a very interesting thing that happens and something that's interesting to observe for sure. Okay. So because I've done so much internal work and I've done Mm -hmm. so much therapy and I've shared this with you before, I feel like so much that I was experiencing wasn't new. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't new for me, like all of the personal development tools and techniques and strategies that he was sharing, it wasn't really new stuff. It was packaged Mm -hmm. differently. But for me, you know, I, I've, I've been exposed to a lot of this just in a different way and in a, in a different setting. Totally. So the one thing that happened for me that 
I am really, really grateful for this experience because of this pinnacle moment. So I learn very much in extremes. I'm a, I'm, I'm potentially a, an extreme person and I, and I have this, this need for self mastery, right? It comes mm-hmm. from, you know, just the design of who I am. Like I have an Aquarius rising and, and that, that comes with a lot of interesting energy, you know, and then I have, I have, I have all sorts of stuff in my design that creates this energy in me, right? So I can't just be, oh, a regular CrossFitter. Like I have to go and get my level one certification and CrossFit <laughs> that way. And I can't just spin. I have to get the spin instructor certification and like, you know, um, mm-hmm. so it's like, I definitely sometimes need that extreme to really jolt me into learning something. So something that I've been working on over the years, more so over the last two and a half years precisely, is the fact that I've started to understand energetically that I pick up other people's energy more so than I ever realized. And that I never realized that I had been navigating my own life with my own pain, which is enough, right? Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) But also what I was doing is because I have, you know, an ability to kind of like really put myself in other people's shoes, which allows me to actually really feel their pain quite deeply. Not necessarily that I I feel all of it. I'm not saying that, but I I feel a tremendous amount of pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so what I was doing unconsciously is I would, I would move through life and, and I would pick up other people's pain and I would try to carry that too, (laughs) which is a lot and exhausting. And it's also really confusing. And so over the past couple of years, I had started re- mm-hmm. recognizing it more and more and becoming more and more tuned to it. And I would have these experiences where I would, I would be around people and I would like, I would just start, I would, I would start breaking down in tears and because I was get these overwhelming feelings of just like pain and suffering and, and hardship and hurt. And like, and that can be really overwhelming for one person, you know, and not fully understanding what's going on and how to navigate that. So it's something that I had, I had started working on, but I, I was just like reading books and I was asking questions and I was trying to integrate it, you know, but it was really difficult for me because what I had understood is I had realized and identified, okay, there's a problem. I, I pick up other people's energy and pain and I, I don't know necessarily how to decipher what's mine and what's theirs yet. Mm-hmm. So that's what I was like, I was, I had been working on. So mm-hmm. there's an, there's a pretty powerful exercise that Tony takes the group through on the third day. And a lot of people talk about the fact that it is like literally one of the most intense exercises they've ever gone through. Like it's a life-changing, altering experience. And, and I can see that. I didn't feel that way because I had actually done that work in in a therapeutic environment. Are you talking about the one where we like like yelled it out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I don't obviously I don't want to like 
Yeah, we don't need to. Yeah. I don't want to break down the entire exercise and, and talk about it in detail. In a nutshell, you know, you you go into like a meditation, a visualization, and 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 he and he asks you like to basically put yourself in a place where you know if this is how you're going to continue to live this and live your life, what is that going to look like in five and ten and twenty and thirty and forty and fifty years from now, and what's that going to do to you, and how are you going to break down, and how are your relationships going to break down, and all these things, right? And it. it it was really powerful. It's, 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 a, it's a powerful exercise. It is. I'm not, I'm not negating that. I'm just, you know, setting the stage for where I was at the time. And, and so I had done the work. So I knew I could tap into that. Mm-hmm. And I was having difficulty tapping into myself during it when it all started. Right. And this mm-hmm. was like, what, what would you say? I mean, this took about 40 minutes, 30, 45 minutes, I'd say the whole process I would say around there. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, like 10, 15 minutes into it, you know, we really start going in and, and I, and I'm like, Hmm, I'm wondering if I can't tap in because I've done it, you know, and I, and I, and I do this work on a pretty regular basis. Like, like, what is it? Like, why can't, cause I know I can get there. Cause I've, mm-hmm. I've gone there before and I was really like in my head, like really just like, okay, well it is what it is, Lindsay. Like just you know, just roll with it. And so there comes a time where, you know, it's like a climax where he gets you to this point of really feeling a lot of pain. And then he asks the group to vocalize the pain. And it's a pretty jarring experience to have a collective group of 9,000 people (laughs) start to vocalize and make the sounds of their pain. I mean, you can only imagine like just a preface, they remove all the children before this. Thank God. Mm -hmm. um, I was actually very happy when that happened because it can be a very traumatizing um, experience if, you know, especially if you're a a young child or for, I mean, who knows for anybody in any sort of state. And so what happened was Juliet was standing beside me. And I, obviously, Juliet and I are very connected. We're very close. We have a really great friendship, as I'm her, I'm sure most of you have listened to our podcast previously about our friendship. And I'll link it in the show notes if you haven't. So I didn't make a noise because I wasn't tapped into it. So I heard the noises, obviously. And what happened for me was pretty interesting. When Juliet made the noise. I shattered. I literally started breaking down. I was like crying uncontrollably. And in that moment is when I learned a really amazing lesson in my process of grappling with this experience that I had been. In that moment, I realized I broke down because I felt Juliet's pain. And not only did I feel Juliet's pain, so, you know, close and intensely. The reason why I couldn't tap into myself is because I was literally too busy trying to hold the pain and the space for 8,999 other humans. And it was like, bam, a light switch went off for me. And because of the way I learn and because of the nature of who I am and my design and the fact that I do sometimes need extremes to really get it, 
that was what happened for me in that moment. And so for that reason, no matter any other negative things or not super positive or not cheerleading champion things I have to say about the experience and Tony Robbins and all the things overall, I will be forever grateful for the experience always, no matter what. And especially because I was able to learn this much needed lesson of, wow, this is it. This is the feeling of my own pain and my own feelings and my own energy versus other people's. And that's been very helpful moving forward and what I've, what I've been able to start and how I've been able to start integrating that into my life and navigating. And I think it's been so extremely helpful. So that was my big, big moment. I mean, I'm going to try not to swear, but I think that's nothing huge. (laughs) (laughs) But in terms of like, like the connection that you and I have, like, I almost felt like I wanted you to obviously like be there and like do your own stuff. But I, I almost wonder if part of me was able to go there because you were holding space for me. And like in that moment when I like broke like that and when I made that sound and I vocalized like that, I really felt like a very deep connection to you. Mm. And I I don't know that I really connected to that, but I feel that as as you're like sharing your experience. Yeah. Um, Which is really strong. Yeah. And you know what? I think that it's totally possible, you know, because we do have this depth to our connection and we, we know that we are able to hold space for one another in, in like a huge capacity, Mm -hmm. you know, that I, I don't think necessarily is like quite quote unquote normal. (laughs) <laughs> I agree with that. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And I, and I use that term just because it's not every day that you meet like, you know, people that really can show up for you in those ways. So I appreciate you sharing that. And I, I definitely think that, you know, it's, it's, it's possible that 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 could have happened because like, I feel like that's happened with us before where it's like, mm-hmm. we've shared with each other, like, you know, it, it's interesting. Like, I don't know that, that I would have been able to experience this, that, or the other in this way, had you not been there or had, had yeah. I not felt, you know, that I was like, like safe. Right. Yeah. And especially like, you know, I mean, like, listen, we talk all the time about the fact that, you know, for the first eight months of our relationship, it was a client facilitator practitioner relationship where you were holding massive space for me to do my work, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, and I love that about our, our relationship, you know, that me we have too. that capability, <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't even thought about that. So yeah. So I, that makes me even more grateful for the experience, you know? So yeah. So that was definitely like, really good things that happened. So now there was definitely a moment that we're both going to talk about, about, you know, the whole kind of overwhelming masculine energy versus feminine, you know, threading in. So we'll talk about that for sure, because that's Mm -hmm. huge and so important. And it, it, it affected us both very deeply. But before we go into that, is there anything that you would like to share 
that maybe you feel like outside of that experience and that kind of concept, is there any additional thing that you feel that you didn't really enjoy or you, you know, that was more like maybe a negative experience out of, that you take from it? Um, so I think for the event as a whole and just like me as a business owner and you as a business owner, I think we're very thoughtful and conscious to make sure that whenever we do hold events or whenever we do things like it has our name all over it. So like, you know, you and I are very thoughtful about the way in which we take care of ourselves, meaning like the activity that we do, the meditation that we do, the the food that we nourish ourselves with, like the amount of sleep we get, like the amount of self-care basically that we put into our lives. And so since Tony, you know, talks about like, this wellness lifestyle that he has and like how his wife is a phlebotomist and she's really like changed the way he eats and and all those things. I I know that he was vegetarian or pescatarian for it for a certain amount of time, but I don't know if he still is. I don't know if that was necessarily clear or like mentioned, but basically like he doesn't eat processed food. He probably doesn't eat sugar or if he does, it's like natural sugar. And he's like, like his body is a temple and he really like nourishes it in a way that so that he can be in front of thousands of people and be operating at such a high place. So the place where we were, they told us before we came that we weren't allowed to bring in outside food and we weren't allowed to have coolers. But the amount of time that we were there when there weren't breaks, I felt like for me, just because like balance is so important to me, like I was worried about it. Like I was a little overwhelmed, like how am I going to handle this situation? So basically they wanted us to only eat the food that was served there, which was like stadium food, you know, like fried and processed and sodas and like shit that we don't eat basically. So that for me was not on the same wavelength. And that just was like a reminder to me, like for any, any event that I want to put on in the future, like I really want to make sure that everything's in alignment, you know, because that, I mean, I'm sure it was just because it was a bigger event space. And that was something that was probably contracted out that like they would have to use their vendors. But I mean, that's like a, a money thing over like a honor and pride in what you do. You know, know, I totally agree with you there. I think that the level of integrity and congruency, like, or the level of integrity that takes to be that congruent, you know, if anyone can do it, it would probably be him because of power, right? Yeah. Where Mm -hmm. if he had even thought about that or wanted to do that or wanted to be that congruent, he could I think probably have shut down the regular vendors for that stadium and brought in, you know, more nutritious foods, food vendors. I would, I would assume that if anybody could, it would be him. Right. (laughs) You know, so, so where that integrity, you know, kind of gaps and fall short, you know, a little. So Yeah. yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that. And I appreciate you bringing that up because I, 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 I feel similar to you there where it's like, you know, there are some things, yes, that are out of people's control. I just find it hard to believe that that with him, you know, that he couldn't couldn't have done that. I mean, he 
was able to shut down a whole parking lot to put up the so that we can fire walk. Fire. You know, yeah. <laughs> and and the the on the the last day, which was like the health and fitness day, they when we came in in the morning, they had protein bars on our seats. So I just was really like, you know, just like you're better yeah. than this. You know why? Because the thing is, it's like you and I have done all the research and read all the books on what what is okay to put in your body and what might be reactive. And you and I have done our own trial and error in that. And for the people that are out of shape and that are not as in the know about how to nourish themselves in a way that's, that's healing and helpful to them, like... They, the, that is telling them like, you should eat this. This is, Agreed. this is how you're going to look like me. And this is how you're going to feel like me. And I just feel like I was like really not okay. <laughs> yeah, no. And I, I agree with you on that. I think that there's a collective responsibility that we all have simply by being on this earth at this time. And I think that with more influence and with more power comes more responsibility. And that can feel very overwhelming, but it is what it is. You know, we can't fantasize away that fact. And, you know, somebody of his caliber that's throwing an event of this size with this much influence, I think it's really important that, you know, he understand that and that he make more appropriate decisions where if you're going to tell somebody to go on this, you know, cleanse, which they encouraged everybody to do this, like, I don't know, three or four week cleanse that, you know, you really like, walk the talk and don't, don't put protein bars down that have dairy in them when you're telling everybody to go dairy free for the next like 30 days or something. So yeah, so I think for me, an overall kind of more maybe negative or not so super positive experience for me was, like I said, because I, I'm kind of like in the kind of like moving into the field of more, you know, mental health. And, and I know a lot of things because I, I'm kind of like in the industry of personal development and, you know, I have experiment, experimented on myself so much. I was a little taken aback by the fact that I picked up and was super aware of the nuanced kind of like collective hypnotism that was happening. <laughs> that was pretty strong. Yeah. Like, and and I was so aware of it as it was happening just because like, I, I know what that all is like the, the snapping, you know, within a meditation, just out of nowhere that most people didn't even recognize. Like I've had conversations cause we were there with like a big group of people that all knew each other. Like I've had conversations with many of those people that are like, Oh, that was happening. Oh my God. <laughs> we were being hypnotized. I'm like, um, how else do you think you get 9,000 people to walk on hot burning coals and it, most of them be okay? <laughs> like, of course <laughs> And like, I was okay with it because I knew that's what needed to happen in order for everybody to be able to do what we were getting ready to do on the first day and walk on hot coals and be safe. Mm-hmm. So I... I don't know. It's not like I was, I did not know what was going on. Yeah. However, I don't, it doesn't sit well with me knowing that not everyone knew that. Yeah. I think that if you are going to use those strategies and techniques on a group of people, that they should just be aware that that's happening because Mm -hmm. they need to give consent. Right. 
And like, you know, I don't know, maybe I should go back and I should read the terms and conditions that we signed off before, yeah. before purchasing the event. And, and maybe there, maybe there is um, terminology in that contract that states that there is like techniques that are used to hypnotize and stuff. But like, here's the deal. We all know that when you check the box, like I'm consenting to the terms and conditions that nobody reads that. 99.9% of people aren't reading that shit. Yeah. And so if you know that, I just, I just, I don't know. I think that, I just think that there's a level of just human decency, you know, I, I just, I don't know. And I don't know why I feel so strongly about it. I think I feel so strongly about it because like, I know that there are, you know, there are cults that do this, that, that are actually doing more harm than good. And I think maybe that's where my sensitivity, sensitivity comes in. I'm not really sure. And I'm, I'm sure I'll continue to unpack this and who, who knows, but I don't know right now. I just know that I was sensitive to it. And I, I knew that it felt like I wasn't okay with the fact that everybody else didn't get that memo. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't okay with, with, I, I just, the only reason why I knew what was going on is because I've been exposed to it, but this is my field that I've chosen to go right. into and study. Like, I'm not, you know, just like Susie Q who's walking down the street, who's like, oh, I'm going to go to this Tony event because like, I want my life to be better. And like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So I'm sure I have to unpack that a lot more in my own ways, but that was my kind of one overall overarching kind of more negative experience. It was a useful technique, right? It got everybody to walk across the hot coals without burning their feet. Yeah. I, I totally hear what you're saying and I'm in the same place as you. Like, I think we both talked about how we felt like this was the most superficial deep work we've ever done. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That's my, that's like my go-to when anybody ever asks me about the event, I tell them, (laughs) I tell them, I truly believe in a nutshell, this is the most, what do I say? I say, this is the deepest surface level work that a human can do. Yeah. And I agree with you. And I also believe that it's important that people know that like the work doesn't happen over four days and then it's over. Right. Which I think is something that like people expect, you know, when they go to these events, it's like, okay, like this is shift that I need and that's it. Like there's, there's no more work that needs to be done. It's all like, I'll stay up in my mindset. Right. And that Mm -hmm. I think can be destructive to a lot of people. I think for some people it works and that's it. And it's like no turning back. And then it's, it's, that's it. But I think for most people, it becomes, it can become destructive because what happens is that mindset is only a part of it. It really is. And mindset work can become a little addictive mm-hmm. where it's like, you just keep going back for that hit because it feels so good. Right. But, but you're not really putting everything into practice. Exactly. So if you don't actually do the the deep work that's needed to really fully heal, then you mm-hmm. actually continuously need to put yourself back, back, back in these, in these events and in these moments and time for like that hit. Right. Right. 
It's like the people that, and, and I think I had definitely been in this space, so I'm, I'm not excluding myself, but it's, it's when we're thinking that we just need this training or we just need to work with this person, or we just need to partner with, with this organization in order to be better or get the things that we want to get when we're looking for outside influence, when all of the answers are actually within ourselves. Absolutely. And it's really finding people to work with that are able to hold space for you while you actually learn that. Yeah. I I think that's where the real work does. Right. It's like the facilitators and the practitioners and the healers that help you cultivate that. So, yeah, so I think that it just, it can also, what, I, what I've what i seen happen too, and I've seen this just kind of like in the coaching industry where it's like clients will, clients and people, they will go to these events or they'll work with these coaches. And, and then what happens is like, they'll feel really great, right? For like six months after. And, and it's like, they're really riding this high. And then the first glimpse, the first glimpse of, a painful problem arising or quote unquote negativity. It's like they haven't, it, it, it can completely derail them. Mm-hmm. And what can happen is they can go into this place of, see, I knew something was really wrong with me because it worked for all those other people and not mm-hmm. me. Yeah, And that is flawed that is where this system, this industry is failing so many people. And that I think is my biggest problem with it. You know, when, when everybody knows that I'm a huge advocate for therapy work and I'm also a huge advocate for coaching. And I think that I've talked about this for a long time where there's definitely this beautiful middle ground, I think, that we haven't discovered where there's a place for each practitioner each facilitator. And I've, I've seen amazing results come from, you know, even my own clients that I've worked with where I've actually, you know, suggested that they work with a therapist as well at the same time. And I've seen amazing results, amazing growth happen because they're doing the deep work while simultaneously learning how to be in like this kind of heightened, positive and motivated state but they're not using that heightened and motivated positive state to bypass the work, the healing work, you know? And like I said, this isn't for everyone. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just speaking because I know it's for some people and, and I'm personally one of them. Like I really am. Like I can't just bypass my work because, you know, it's deep stuff that has, really been formative in my life and and their deep patterns that I have to I have to break and mindset is a part of it but it's not the whole picture it's not the whole it's a piece to the puzzle yeah I agree with you so should we should we open up the box <laughs> and tackle the uh the 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 part that really pissed us both off yeah so it was the last day the fourth mm-hmm. day and you know, Julia and I had, we had left actually the day before early and we actually ended up missing a, a pretty large part of, you know, Tony's last hurrah. And we didn't, we didn't know that he wasn't going to be back on the fourth day. And we had said like, we would have stayed, you know, had we known, but we were so overwhelmed by 
the amount of them of, of basically selling upselling being shoved down our throats that we were done. That didn't feel good for us. It was being done in a very strategic, very almost manipulative kind of way where it's like there were people that were sharing their terrible stories and crying and then being like, but then I went to business mastery and my whole (laughs) life changed and it's amazing. And now I'm a millionaire and I have all these boats and I have all these houses and my life is amazing. And I just was like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm way too smart and evolved to be (laughs) fooled by that. And it really upset me that so many people were being funneled into the, to the, the, I don't know, it, normal sales and marketing doesn't sit well with me and, and that's why I don't do it. And Hey, that's why I guess I'm not a millionaire in my business yet, but that's okay. <laughs> Cause I'd rather do the right thing and, and, and feel very um, aligned than, than not. So anyways, we had left early. And so we came back in the next day and, and we realized that Tony wasn't going to be there. And we we're like, oh, oh, well, okay. And we had to, we had to shake it off because we were a little bombed, right? Totally. We, we had, we had a little bit of FOMO, right? We, we <laughs> totally felt like we missed out, but, and so it took us like an hour or two to like really shake it. And like, and the last day, the fourth day was all about like really nutrition and stuff. So for me, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm curious, you know, about mm-hmm. what they're going to say and, and, and all, all the things. And so there were a lot more speakers, And we, you know, like Dave Asbury spoke and there was a great guy, a meditation guy, which his name is escaping me. Oh, he was so wonderful. Yeah. And that was really cool experience. And so we started kind of realizing, and I think, especially for me, like nutrition and being in the body and, and, and doing the embodiment work and, and you being a body worker and stuff and us obviously both really also, you know, working on embracing our feminine energy. And, and when we, mm-hmm. I think it's important for us to denote that when we speak about masculine and feminine in this position, yes, it's being highlighted as like male versus female in this instance. However, I want to acknowledge the fact that we both understand that it's, it's an energetics and we, we know that masculine and feminine, yes, in, in our culture and society right now is like male, female, but we both understand that it's deeper than that. It's, it's the energetics behind it. And, and so I think it's just important to acknowledge that. But in this particular framework, yes, it's being mirrored as masculine, feminine, male, female, just because this particular instant, it was very highlighted in that way. <laughs> yeah. And with everything that's going on and has been going on, but things that are being super highlighted now with like, you know, uh, kind of like the, the overarching patriarchal way that our, our world works right now. And the fact that it is a very white dominant male dominant kind of, so that's, I'm just, I just want to give kind of like the general framework around it and that we acknowledge that there's definitely more to the masculine and feminine energy However, in this context right now, this is just how it's playing out. So yeah. that being said, we started kind of recognizing like, um, there has been no female speakers or feminine energy in this event at all. And we had just like started kind of acknowledging that. And we were like, huh, huh. So interestingly enough, <laughs> Shortly after that, 
<laughs> they introduced the first female speaker. <laughs> and we both looked at each other we're like, oh my gosh. And we heard this woman's story. And obviously, I don't really know too much about the woman other than she shared that she had been through a very traumatic accident that where she had become paralyzed. And they told her that she would never walk again. So much less ever dance again, right? Yeah. So what happened next was she came out and beautiful woman, very, very in tune with her feminine energy. And she came out and she was dressed, you know, kind of like a yogi, hippie, kind of, uh, you know, uh, like tank top and and then tight pants with large bell bottoms that were kind of short and barefoot. And she came out to drums and she was wildly dancing all over and very like uh, primal movements and almost, you know, just kind of like that feel, right? Which is totally. And Mm -hmm. I know we both appreciate that. However, what started happening next is it was very upsetting to me. She asked us all to, you know, when she spoke and shared her story and why dance is so important and why embracing this kind of like energy is so important. She then asked everyone to get up and dance with her. And it's like, we're dancing to drums. So it's, it's very... Okay, so I'm going to use the word tribal. I know that with the preface and saying that uh, that might be offensive and, and I'm, I'm unsure and I will definitely commit to, to learning more about that. And if that's a, an appropriate terminology to use, I'm, I'm, I'm using it now though, because it's, it's the first thing that kind of like comes up. Um, and it's the only way I, I really can articulate it at this time. So forgive me, you know, and I, and I will, I'll do work that I need to do in the future to figure that out. Can I just add in a little bit? Yes, please. So as a dancer and body person, Hmm. um, it was, it was, yeah, like the drums feel very tribal when you're listening to drums, there's this like inner, beat that the body can really like connect with much more easily and she was talking us through like feeling sensual and like some people took it in a sexual way and other people took it as just like really like what am I sensing what am I feeling what is going on in my body and where does my body actually want to move instead of where I hold it and where I put it so Mm -hmm. on some level it was kind of could have I from like an other perspective, it could have been feeling like kind of tribal, but it was also just like, she's like, Hey, connect with yourself. You know, you've been all like heady and like doing all this stuff and, and like, let's just like get grounded, you know, and like what's actually going on in this moment right now. And where does my body actually want to be? Yes. And I appreciate your perspective, especially because for those of you who don't know, Juliet has a background in dance. Like she actually, you know, went to college as a, you know, a, a dancer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was a dance major in college. Yeah. So anything else that you want to add about that before I really fucking go <laughs> off? No, you, you can while out. <laughs> <laughs> so all of that was amazing, right? However, what started to happen after just threw me for a loop. And, you know, we have these big jumbotrons in this arena because we're in this huge stadium kind of setting. 
And as, you know, the drums go and the music starts and this beautiful woman is dancing around the stage barefoot, what happens is on the Jumbotron, they start featuring two extremes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Either the man who was basically poking fun and making a joke out of it, or the really hot, skinny white chick mm-hmm. who was really into it. And I lost my mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And I tried to keep it together. <laughs> and I was but it like, was disheartening. Yeah, I was like, be in the moment, Lindsay. You told yourself you were going to just be experiencing, you know, experiencing, experience it, you know. And after it was over, I looked at you and I was like, we need to go get lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we need a power. We need to leave this energy. <laughs> and we did. Yeah. We left. We left. We told everybody, we're going to be back. We got to go. We're starving. <laughs> and I just needed to get out of it because I was going to blow. Yeah. And so we went and we went and got like, you know. Um, this was the, fir- the this was the first time I had ever been to Chipotle. First and only time I've ever been to Chipotle. Yeah, we went to Chipotle, <laughs> right? Because it was like, all right, we had to find something and that we're in like a, we're in like a stadium, right? Yeah. <laughs> like full of crap food. And then, you know, we go outside and it was like around like a college campus too. So it's like Subway and right. Taco Bell and like, you know, all the chain foods and like, so I'm like, shit, what's the like, what's the best thing we can do here? I was like, oh, Chipotle. So uh, yeah, and Chipotle is, is, they have some, they have some good options, you know, for, for people who, uh, who don't want to eat like a fried chicken nugget. Yeah. <laughs> or something. No, it's good. I like you it. Know? So yeah, so we go and we just were like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> and we were both really angry, mm-hmm. both really angry. And what I was so angry about was the fact that I believe what had happened was it was like, instead of honoring a balance of energy between masculine and feminine, and honestly, between male and female also, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, let's have this crazy male dominant, super masculine energy. Go, go, go. Do this, be this, think this, and you'll be great, and you'll be great, and you'll be amazing, and hard, 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 hard. And then we'll give the female one little piece. And what we're going to do is we're going to go to the extreme. So it's almost like we're highlighting it as a joke, a joke and a craziness. Mm -hmm. And boy, it just hit a nerve in me. Mm -hmm. And if it had the potential to ruin the entire event for me. Yeah, it really did. I think had he, had Tony introduced her and had he brought her out and talked about his experience with her and why he, he wanted her to be part of this in a way that he really set the stage for her. Like he set the stage for the other individuals that were guest speakers. And that was like part of like either the second day or maybe the third day, but I yeah, where he like- had he had been like, Oh, I'm so excited that Dave Asprey will be speaking on blah, yeah. blah, blah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that that would have like the placement of her and the, and the, the female energy and the like feelingness of it. I think that would have shifted a lot, but it was, it was literally like the last thing, right. You know, or the second to last yeah, thing. I actually, I actually think I, I, I think it could have helped maybe, but I actually don't even think that it would have made it much better to be honest. Yeah. I really feel like it was almost like he was like checking a box yeah. Like, oh, well, we have to at least have one female speaker because mm-hmm. if not, then I could get, I could get lashed back. And maybe, uh, listen, I haven't done any research, so I don't know. Maybe there was a point where he did start getting lashed back that there was no female speakers. And so maybe, you know, this was a, a way that he started checking a box. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know enough. All I know is my experience of it and yeah. I'm sharing my experience now. Mm-hmm. Six months later, I'm still pretty pissed off about it. <laughs> I'm continuing to unpack it, and I'm sure I will continue to unpack it. I I just was really offended. Mm-hmm. I was really, really deeply offended by it, and I was really pissed off, and I still am, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, well, it just was, like, distasteful. It's like, it, I don't know, just, like, the juxtaposition of her and everybody else, it just, like, it was... It was like a, a kind of disrespectful to her. In a I, way. Agree. I agree. I and agree. And I, I mean, she seems like a woman that gives zero fucks. So like, I'm sure that she wasn't offended. Maybe she was, I really don't know. Um, but like, just like as, as a woman and as a woman in business, <laughs> as a woman in business who is connected to her body and is able to see the ways that so many people disconnect, especially from their body. It was just really sad that like this could have been, it could have been incorporated in, in a much more digestible and thoughtful and respectful way. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And listen, honestly, and forgive me because I don't remember this chick's name and I'm obviously going to put it in the show yeah. notes and everything because she's fearless and yeah, she so was lovely. fucking courageous. And it was amazing yeah. to experience her work and, mm-hmm. and everything. I just saw it from a wider lens. Mm-hmm. And I saw it overall, like what was happening. And you're right. I think that it could, could have been done so much more thoughtful and mm-hmm. there could have been a buildup. There could have been a, 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 an ease and a switch that gradually put us into a different energy. And then yeah. going into the opposite extreme, it could have made a lot more sense for people and people could have maybe actually embraced it in the way that it was meant to be embraced. And like, I think some people did, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm sure. And I can't speak for everybody because like, I can only speak from my experience. I just also, I also saw like, I saw everybody around me and I saw people, you know, in the the section next to me. And I saw the people on the jumbotron that were fucking poking fun at it. And like, I just, Oh, it just still makes me so angry, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that was a huge thing for us. And I remember like just being at lunch after and and just, and just talking and being so, both of us, we were just so angry and really having to like, you know, shake that off again to go back in for the last few hours um, Mm -hmm. and be present and, you know, which is, is, is difficult. Right. Well, cause let's be honest, like at the, at the point, so the, the amount of time they spend without breaks 
for me is abrasive. And then to have like, so to the point when you're at the last day, like you're already kind of checked out. You're like, okay, I want to be here and I want to receive everything that's coming in. But like my brain can't really handle anymore. Emotionally, I can't really handle anymore. I'm so fucking tired. Like I just want to go home, but I don't want to miss anything because I like cleared my schedule and like I paid this money and I really want to like be here and get as much as I possibly can get out of the event. But at that point, you're just, you're tapped out. Realistically speaking, you're tapped out. And like, I just want to make a connection to like the way that a lot of people live and work so that like by the time it's time for like spring break or by the time it's time for you to like take that week off, you're already checked out before you, you've even like left work because like summer Fridays. (laughs) Yeah. Because you're so, you just like, you can't, you honestly can't handle anymore. And so I think it's just like, in terms of like a workshop or like a weekend long event, like allowing time for people to get enough sleep and allowing time for breaks so that like people can actually absorb what has come into their brains is so important. (laughs) And so like, and, and I also am very sensitive to like being out of balance and like not having my downtime and not having my me time. So like, I obviously took this much more intensely than I'm sure a lot of people did, but like, so to the point where she was actually involved in the event, like everybody was like 99% checked out. Yeah. I mean, listen, there's, I I know everybody goes through things differently and, and people are at different like stamina levels and stuff like that. And I, and I get why they do it that way. They want it to be really kind of abrasive in that way. So it really like takes you out and like jolts you. And that's why you spend so much time, like kind of in party time USA where like every 45 (laughs) minutes you're up, like literally like jumping up and down with all this music and crazy and yelling and screaming for like 20 minutes because like it's to really jolt you and go get you to those extremes, you know, to cause like a shift and, and, you know, using your physiology to get you there. And I I get all the, this, like the science behind the techniques and stuff and why they do it, but it doesn't work for everyone. You know, I mean, that last day, do you remember that I, I fell asleep? (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if this is possible. I don't know if this has ever happened in the history of Tony Robbins. Like, so because like the nutrition stuff for me, like, listen, you know, I've been, I've been trained a lot and gone through a lot of educational stuff in kind of like becoming a, a coach and being like a health and lifestyle coach and somebody who does, you know, work on people's nutrition with them as a facet of my, of my coaching. It wasn't new information for me. <laughs> I, I literally fell asleep for like a good, like 15 minutes and I was like out cold. It so, was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I couldn't believe it. I woke up, I was like, Oh, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it was what it was, you know? So yeah, like I get, I get what you're saying about like just energetically and stuff and how like, you know, people are, are, are at different stages and some people can sustain a lot and, and some people can, your body does need rest and like, it's important to honor all that. And yeah, I totally, totally get it. <laughs> <laughs> the one woman who possibly ever has fallen asleep at a Tony. <laughs> oh, so I'm sure if you did it, other people have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I would assume, but, um, but yeah, so like, that's kind of like, you know, what, 
Juliet and I wanted to kind of share that we wanted to share mm-hmm. our, our really raw and truthful experience as individuals and as friends about our experience at Tony Robbins. And, and listen, we're, you know, obviously this has tapped into bigger issues for both Juliet and I, and, and, and I think it's tapped into a more collective perspective of just how our world is and, and how we relate to our world and, and us seeing, you know, what we're okay with and what we're not okay with. And that's kind of just like exacerbated the experience for us. But yeah, so, I mean, our hope is for, you know, people to listen to our experience and as always take what, you know, resonates for you and leave the rest. And we just hope that it's helpful for anybody's ears that it gets into in some way, shape or form. And it's really just to open up the conversation and, and and that's really it. You know, we don't have any motives behind this at all, other than just sharing our own experience and being truthful about, about it. Do you have anything else to add? No, I mean, I, I still think Tony's great. Uh, he definitely has a huge presence. I mean, physically and like energetically, I think he has a lot of good in him and I don't regret going to the event. I'm glad that I was part of it. When I left the event, I was like, Oh my God, I'd totally do this like once a year or once every couple of years. And now I'm like, "Mm, I mean, I might at some point, I don't necessarily feel like I need it or I desire it, but you know, maybe in the right circumstance or situation or group, I might be coerced into <laughs> doing something similar. But I, yeah, I, I think, I think it's good to, to hear other people's experience if this is something that you're interested in and, and just to ask questions because it's like, like nobody's going to have the same experience that somebody else had, you know? So just like understanding and listening and being open-minded to things I think is, is always good. Yeah, totally. And like, I too, like after immediately after the event, I was like, you know, like I would maybe do it again. Like if like, I don't know, like I got a free ticket or something, right? (laughs) you know, and I like, I'm always like in the camp of never say never. However, I think where my life is, is going and, and, and my actions and where I'm choosing to spend my time and my money and, and being a lot more conscious of just like how I want to navigate my, my life for me is like, you know, I, I definitely am, am starting to look at like, okay, well, you know, how can I learn from different people, you know, and how can I support other people that are not necessarily like these big, well-known people that are just as intellectual and amazing, if not more, maybe. That's but a really are, good point. Yeah. You know, you know, I don't know. Um, that's just kind of like where my, where I am right now. You know, I'm becoming a lot more conscious about where I spend my time, where I spend my money, who I follow, where I'm getting my information from. And I want it to be a more expansive I want that all to come from more and a more expansive space, a more inclusive space and a more conscious space. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know that, but that's where I am now and uh, I'll continue to evolve as I always do. And, and we'll see. Yeah. So thank you guys all for listening to Juliet and I's experience and we hope it's helpful in some way, shape or form. And that's that. Always a pleasure chatting, my friend. Absolutely. 100%. I love you so much. Love you too. Thanks for always being on the pod. Of course. I really love it.
I tell you, listening back to that even gets me a little fired up. So that experience happened, as we said, back in April of 2017. And we recorded that experience in August of 2017. So, you know, here I am almost a year later now from the experience, listening back and you know, putting it out and sharing it with you all. So there's even so much more now that's going on in my own mind uh, that, you know, I still have big feelings about. So I'm sure that I'll continue the conversation in future podcasts and elsewhere even. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, especially about situations like these and events like these and even any personal experience you have you know, with Tony Robbins or anything. So hop on over to my Instagram where I'm sure we'll be having plenty of conversations. You can find that at with Lindsay Ray, or you can jump into my Facebook group. You can find links to all of this at my website with lindsayray.com. And as always, thank you to Juliet for sharing her experience with us. And you can find her at her website, julietmaris.com. And if you like the show, please feel free to share it with anybody else that you think might want to hear it. And it really helps if you rate, review, and subscribe. So until next time, I am wishing you all a beautiful, beautiful rest of your day or evening.